Welcome to today's edition of Kingdom Living Podcast with Glenn Reppel. Boy, we're going to have a really exciting time today. Uh, really looking forward to the teaching. Glenn, how are you today? I'm I'm fantastic. It is. It's always great to be doing these podcasts and speaking the word of God that goes out to the nations. And we're seeing, uh, we're just seeing a, a, a total uh, return uh, of people and response. And we're just, we're just so thankful to God be the glory, because uh, we know his word does not return void. Yeah, you know, we were talking about this. This is actually episode number 103 in the Kingdom Living series. And of course, Glenn, you've been uh, publishing the REPL Minute every Monday through Friday going back uh, since 2006. And so lots of people from literally all over the world tune in a lot of them get it delivered right into their email box uh, every uh, Monday through Friday. You can do the same. Just go to the repleminute.com, sign up there. But people follow it also on Facebook, YouTube, wherever, the website, the repleminute.com. But what's really exciting to see is that we're having the, the ability to reach people worldwide and to impact people that we may not necessarily get to meet face-to-face, but we get the chance to uh, share the love of the Lord with them. Uh, each time that we get together with the Kingdom Living Podcast. And Glenn, we were just talking as we were looking, um, just kind of like seeing what's out there. And, you know, it's gotten to the point now where every, literally every four weeks, we're, we have the privilege of of talking to more than uh, a million and a half folks. And I remember when that was a big, exciting moment when the ministry had grown to the point where it gotten to that, you know, in an entire quarter. And so we're just excited that people are responding to the message because Glenn, as you often say, this is not an opinion show. We are just quoting the Bible and having the opportunity to go through and talk about it. And one of the things that I think is so important uh, that, that, that has really come out specifically, because uh, a lot of this grew out of the book that you created uh, that God gave you called Fraud, What God Has to Say About Tactics of the Enemy. And Glenn, as you've been out talking about this, you're getting a sense from the people that are in the audience that they're saying this is really helping them understand their identity. And that's, I think, where we're going in today's message is going to even shed a whole nother dimension on all of that. This is exciting, Glenn. Yeah, yeah. And and and, and it is. It just seems like there's such a hunger and thirst to really know our identity of who yeah. we are. And and again, that's been the theme and 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 continually be, becomes the theme because uh, like in the book, uh, I, I like uncovering in my own life uh, the lies and the fraud that's been committed in my own life, my belief system. And we call them sacred cows that I believed and grew up with believing this. And, and generally, it's about, about who I am and my identity. Yeah. And, and it's uncovered in the revelation that we get in knowing who we are in Christ is so, so important. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's 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 an exciting thing. And again, if you're new to this series, there is so much good material for you to go back and access. Uh, last, Literally, the last episode uh, was titled The Godhead Lives in You, which is another thing that speaks directly to your identity. And uh, the episode before that, Glorified Man, which uh, here again is speaking to your identity. And the enemy's trick is to always keep you away from understanding who God created you to be. And that's what this kingdom living episode is all about. Glenn, we've talked about it so often. You run a successful financial business and you do this literally, as we've joked about, a for-profit ministry. It, because, you know, if you go to the REPL Minute, you're not seeing a donate here button or anything like that. You literally do this to fulfill the calling that God has placed on your life about sharing the, the good news of the gospel and getting people to really understand who they are. In fact, in your business, you call it helping them to reach their purpose. And that's kind of the same uh, effort that happens here spiritually as we talk in Kingdom Living, Glenn. Yeah, amen. Yeah, we look at ourselves as a workplace ministry and, and, and with it, because I came to Christ. I was discipled uh, by a businessman working in, in, in my business. And, uh, and boy, what a great place, because uh, the, the building, the facility, the church was not opened. And I wanted more and more and more. And, and it's so neat to have somebody walk beside you. So I got to see what discipleship ministry was really like. And the workplace is probably one of the best places uh, to do that. And there's such a hunger now with the technology that we've got 
it is so neat to get it out there and see the thing is I look at us like a church with a podcast a church without walls uh, with with the technology that we've got we're not limited also uh, by even denominational constraints is that right. uh, and by a budget that we have to do certain things is that technology's really made this easy so we're not raising funds we're not asking funds this is all about sharing the good news. And, and again, as listeners and people that are watching know, uh, this is all about scripture. Is <laughs> I get excited about reading scripture and knowing that really the, the Holy Spirit is the translator here. So if you're hearing Carrie or Glenn speak uh, and, and not the Holy Spirit, you want to hear the Holy Spirit touch your spirit, the Holy Spirit inside of you, then that's the connection. Because uh, like, for example, in today's, uh, we ready to get going, Carrie? Or Absolutely. Let's dive oh. right in. I love the title yeah. of today's message. Yeah. That's what I said. It just yeah. fits yeah. right yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. So so, so really, uh, here's, here's the, I always like to ask a question as we start. And, and, the, and the question here is, are we, are we beloved sons and daughters of God? Are we beloved sons and daughters of God? And the word today is beloved. And when, when I received that word, it just like when I even spoke that word, that I am a beloved son uh, of, of God. I'm God's beloved son in whom he is well-pleased. And I just spoke that over myself. It's like every cell inside of my body just started jumping with joy and refreshment and lining up in, in what its purpose really was designed in my soul and in my body. And so like we like to do uh, in, in each of the podcast episodes, we like to put uh, the, the fraud fire extinguisher on a certain statement. And this is one of these statements that, that I hear often, I'm just human. I'm just human. It's like an excuse. I'm just human. Uh, and, and I go, so what's that really mean? And we're going to look at what, what that really means. But here's the statement that we want to we wanna receive. I am God's beloved. I am God's beloved. And we read in Ephesians 1, 6 in the Passion Translation, his tremendous love, his tremendous love that cascades over us would glorify his grace for the same love he has for the beloved Jesus, for the same love he has for the beloved Jesus, the beloved Jesus he has for us. And this unfolding plan brings great pleasure. So he sees great pleasure in knowing that we receive his love. We are the beloved. We're going to be looking at this some more and looking at some of the definitions uh, and, and what it means in the beloved. But before we get in, before we get into that, it's all, I think it's really good to just kind of just go to the schematic that we kind of work from, not only in the book, but also in each of the teachings we go through here. And we talk about the three greatest historical events ever the three greatest historical events ever. We were designed to live forever. The green line. The green line is the way we were designed. That's eternal life. That's outside of time. We're designed to, to live and be that green line. And so the three greatest historical events. Well, the first one was God spoke creation into existence. Let there be light. So creation is 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 one of the greatest historical events ever. And then uh, God made uh, man in his image and likeness. And the first was Adam and Eve. And, and, and basically the instructions, you can eat from the tree in the center of the garden, the tree of life abundantly, and you'll have everything you need. And you'll you know, just flow with all the blessings. And then also in the center of, of the garden is the tree of, of good and evil. And when you eat of it, you'll surely die. So don't, don't eat from that tree. Right. What what did Adam and Eve do? They they listened to the serpent. Said, oh, you know, he listened to the lies. You eat from the tree, you're not going to die. And and so it happened. So they fell. They were disobedient. Uh, they were rebellious towards the word of God, what God had spoken to them. And so we have the second major event, which is the fall. And that's when death and sickness and disease and just all the symptoms of selfishness, guilt, shame, pain, condemnation, inferiority, the orphan spirit, the rejection, we have injustice and fear. They all entered in through that. We're born, we're born, we come 
born into the fallen world. But thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ, he loved us so much. We, he made us the beloved. We, we are God's beloved. And through, we were redeemed, which is the third greatest event. We're redeemed through the blood of Jesus Christ. He, he died on the cross. He shed his blood so that we can become the beloved. And he rose. He rose from the dead. And we've been recreated. And heaven came to earth through Jesus Christ to live inside of man. And so as we're as we receive and, and the revelation knowledge, we receive what happened on the cross, and we have the resurrected Christ through the Holy Spirit living in us now. Uh, we are no longer in the kingdom of darkness. We have the kingdom of God living in us. We've been restored. The veil has been, been opened, and we have the tree of life. We have the river of living water flowing over us and washing us clean. So these are exciting times that we're in and, and how God is working through uh, men and women all over the world. So let's look at some of the words that we've got here. We've got, okay, we got the tree, uh, the tree of death or the tree of I am not, I'm just human. And we have the other tree of the tree of life and I am. And that's the beloved sonship that trusts in the Lord with all their heart. And they don't lean on their own understanding. They're acknowledging God and trusting him. So we have the beloved sonship and we have the just human. So what does the just, just human speak? Sees God as angry, as an angry taskmaster. And, and the beloved sonship trusts the Lord and sees God, look at this, as a loving father, intimate and close. And the just human views dependency as weak, choosing independent and self-reliant past controlling and, and even isolating. And under the beloved sonship, trust in the Lord acknowledges their need for the Father and lives in seamless oneness with him. And just human chooses to live by the love of the law. That's that old covenant. Whereas the beloved sonship trusts the Lord and lives by the law of love that Jesus gave us. We have one commandment, love one another yes. as I have loved you. And then what we have, the just, I'm just human, feels insecure and lacks peace. And security, they believe, is in their, themselves. Whereas the beloved sonship finds peace through resting in the Father's embrace and love and that knowing that they are loved by their Father. They can embrace that. And then just human strives, just strives for the praise, approval, and the acceptance of man, whereas beloved sonship trusts in the Lord and, and finds the acceptance of God's love and knows they are justified. They're made righteous by God's grace, not by anything they have to do. It's receiving God's love and his grace and mercy now. And I'm just human. Seeks to impress God and others with their personal achievements or chooses not to serve at all. <laughs> chooses not to participate and serve at all. Whereas the beloved sonship trusts the Lord and is motivated to serve, is motivated to serve out of a deep thankfulness, gratitude for being unconditionally, that's so important, unconditionally loved and accepted by the Father, knowing that we're unconditionally loved and accepted by our Father. And, and I'm just human, compares themselves to others, always comparing and creating self-rejection. Whereas the beloved, beloved sonship trusts the Lord and knows that they're valued by God and feels confident and affirmed in their identity of knowing who they are, knowing their love. And I'm just human, seeks comfort in counterfeit affections, addictions, compulsions, escapism, busyness, hyper-religious activity, and false intimacy. Whereas the beloved sonship seeks time, oh wow, seeks time in God's presence and love for comfort. It's seeking there, and that comes through the word of God. It comes through the, and again, I just get chills down my spine, up and down my body, when, when the word of God, when the revelation of, 
of, of, of who God is and how much he loves me. And again, it's going on right now as I just speak to you because I really have a real enjoyment and a real passion to speak truth of God's word and let it fly wherever it goes. And, and again, uh, just human, just human is competitive and raises rivalry and jealousy over other people's success and positions. Beloved sonship, trust the Lord and seeks unity, unity with brothers and sisters, values others, and rejoices in their blessings and success. Wow. I'm just human. Accuses, exposes others to build themselves up while making others look bad and holds grudges. The beloved sonship trusts the Lord and seeks restoration through a gentle spirit of love while holding others accountable and forgives freely, unoffendable. I'm just human, seeks authority as a source of pain, distrustful toward them and a lack a heart of attitude of submission because we have to come under the submission of the Lord Jesus Christ. The beloved sonship trusts the Lord, and respects and honors authorities as ministers of God for their good. And we come under the authority of the lordship of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the creator and source of life. I'm just human. It has difficulty receiving correction. Must always, look at that, must always be right and has their feelings easily hurt, leading to a closed spirit to, dis to, to disciple and discipline. And beloved sonship trusts the Lord, receives correction as a blessing, and desires exposure, exposing our faults and weaknesses that need to be put to death. We want to put those lies and those sacred cows to death, that they're not there any longer. Whereas just human is guarded and operates, look at this, in conditional love. Willingness to love is based upon others' performance as they seek to get their own needs met. And they keep score. You know, uh, I'll do good if you do good back to me. It's a, it's a quid pro quo type of thinking. And the beloved sons, trust in the Lord, lays down their life for others. Exercises openness, patience, and affection to meet the needs of others. It's selfless living. Praise God. Just human, I'm just human, has a distant conditional sense of God's presence. Beloved sonship trusts the Lord, has an intimate, close relationship with God. Just, I'm just human, is a, is a condition of being in bondage. We're in bondage. We're in slavery. In, in beloved sonship, trust the Lord and experiences the liberty and the freedom we have in Christ Jesus. Just human feels like a servant, a slave. I'm just human. I'm a slave. I'm a servant. Whereas beloved sonship, trustworthy, knows, knows they are sons and daughters with a healthy relationship with their father, with God the Father, God the Son, with the God the Holy Spirit. And see, and again, if you're hearing and listening to this, it's going to be the Holy Spirit revealing these truths too, knows that they are son, sons and daughters with a healthy relationship with their father. And so just humans can be spiritually, can be spiritually ambitious, seeking spiritual achievements and distinctions, desiring to be seen and counted among the mature, raising their own flags. Whereas beloved sonship trusts the Lord, wants to experience the father's unconditional love on a daily and daily and even a moment by moment, uh, looks forward to representing, re representing his love to family and, and to others. And it's, you know, speaking life into others' lives. Just human believes they have to fight for what they get. Whereas beloved sons uh, trust the Lord, trust the Lord and believes that they have they have a destiny, a purpose, and an inheritance uh, waiting for them. And they have that inheritance. And they're receiving that inheritance now. So let's look at some scriptures now that back up uh, 
this beloved, this beloved that we've got. And then this is one of the scriptures that really radically changed my life uh, years ago when it started being revealed to me. And this is 2 Corinthians. Uh, this is 2 Corinthians 5, verses 17 through 21. And, and we're new creations. And therefore, if anyone, and this is so key, is where? In Christ. Because we're going to see the beloved here. The new creation has come. And that old, that old nature, that old nature is gone. And that new beloved nature is, is, is here now. And so we have that, that, that I'm just human is gone, but the new is here, which is our sonship. We're beloved. And all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation, the ministry of belovedness, the ministry of love that he's given us, that God was reconciled the entire world to himself, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us those, everybody listening to the message of reconciliation. So we are therefore Christ's ambassadors. We're ambassadors out there protected by the love of Jesus, by the source of life. We're protected by as ambassadors, though God's God, we're making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. And here's an important verse that I just have spoken and said uh, many, many, many thousands of times over my life and uh, over those that we train and teach. God made him who knew no sin uh, for us, uh, God made him who knew no sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So I used to say all the time, who are you? I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He who knew no sin became sin for us so that we, we could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So important. We have the resurrected Christ living inside of us. And our identity that we, that we talked about in the opening is so important. This is Colossians 3, verses 10 through 11 in the Passion Translation. And this is so important because we, we've, uh, our identity is being challenged so much as who are we? For we've, acri we've acquired this new creation life, which is con continually being renewed into the likeness of the one who created you. So who created you? Where's your source? Where's your source coming from? Who created you? into the likeness of the one who created you, giving you the full revelation of God. The one who created you is giving us this revelation of really our identity. In this new creation life that we have, in this belovedness that we've got, my nationality, your nationality makes no difference. Mm -hmm or your ethnicity, or your education, or economic sense. This is what the world's, in the kingdom of God, we are new creations. We are in the beloved. They matter nothing, for it is Christ that means everything, and he lives in every one of us. So we've been made in the image and likeness of the righteousness of God. And he, and he said, we're the beloved. And he made us righteous. So our nationality is the kingdom of God. Our ethnicity is the family of God. Our education is through the wisdom of God. And our economic status is we're heirs of God. And we want to carry that love of Christ out to everybody. So this is a scripture that we've been speaking uh, re regularly is, is that uh, in, in the scripture is Romans 8, 2. And this is so important that we get because we grasp this. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free, made me free from the law of sin and death. So we get the spirit of life, which is the tree of life. We, we have the tree of life in Christ Jesus. And we have on the other side, uh, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which is the tree of death. We've been redeemed out of that tree through the beloved love of Jesus Christ. And when we've been set free from the law of sin and death. So let's continue to look at more scriptures here. So we are God's beloved. We are God's beloved. So now, and this is uh, in Luke 3, verses 21 through 22 in the Amplified. 
Now, when all the, now this is Jesus with his baptism that these are going through. Now, when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized, and while he was still praying, the visible, the visible heaven was open, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in, in, in bodily form like a dove. And here's a voice. And a voice came from heaven saying, you are my son, my beloved. I like saying in different words, my beloved son. In you, I am well pleased and find the light. This is the same word the Holy Spirit is speaking to us as beloved sons. We are his beloved sons in whom he is well pleased and he delights in. So what does the word beloved mean? Beloved means loved, greatly loved, dear to the heart. And this is what God is speaking to Jesus. And this is what God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit is revealing to each one of us that God, we are God's beloved sons and daughters in which he is well pleased. So let's look at another scripture. Now this, this is uh, in, in 1 John 3, uh, chapter 3, verse 2 in, in the uh, mirror translation. So we are God's beloved. Beloved, we know that we are children of God to begin with. <laughs> which means that there can be no future surprises. Let, let's, let's just, <laughs> beloved, we know, we know we are children. We are the beloved of God to begin with, which means there's not this future out there. We are in, he is, he was, and he is to come. We're in the now, we're in the present. We're in the continuous now. We're in the now of his presence. We're in that green line. We're in that eternal line, which means there can be no future surprise. His manifest likeness is already mirrored clear in us. <laughs> his manifest likeness is already mirrored in us. Our seamless, our sameness, our sameness cannot be compromised or contradicted. Our gaze will confirm exactly who he is and who we are. As the revelation of who he is, we will know who we are. And there's scriptures we're going to be looking at here in a few minutes. We'll, we'll, we'll also speak to that. In Philippians 2.15, your flawless innocence radiates life's contrast as beacons of life in the midst of a people who have forgotten their true sonship and whose lives have become distorted and perverse. So his manifest likeness is already mirrored in us. We are the beloved. We are the beloved. So we're beloved, born in likeness as brothers and sisters. And this is uh, Romans 8, 29, and 30. In, in the mirror translation, we're going to look at verse 29 in the amplified translation. He pre-designed and engineered us from the start to be jointly fashioned in the same mold and image of his son, according to the exact blueprint of his thought and his words that he spoke. He pre-designed and engineered who, Carrie? Us, those yeah. lists, us from the start to be jointly fashioned in the same mold and image of his son, we're just like the sun, according to the exact blueprint of his thought. We see the original and intended pattern of our lives preserved in his son. He is the firstborn from the same womb that reveals our genesis. <clears throat> he confirms that we are the invention of God. Jesus reveals that man preexisted in God. He defines us. He justifies us and also glorifies us. He redeemed our innocence and restored the glory we lost in Adam. That's just powerful, powerful. Jesus reveals that man preexisted in God. He defines us. He justifies us. And he also glorifies us. He redeemed our innocence and restored the glory we lost in Adam. So here's verse 29. For those whom he foreknew, he foreknew and loved, 
and chose beforehand, he also predestined to be conformed to the image, that image, the same image and likeness, that mirror image of his son, and ultimately share in his complete, his complete sanctification. We've been sanctified so that he would be the firstborn, the most beloved and honored among many sons and daughters, depending upon the translation, that we are part of the body of Christ. We're, we are made in the image and likeness of God. We, we are sons and daughters of God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. We're made just like him. So let's look at some other verses. Now, now this is in Ephesians 1, verses 3 through 8, and this is, this is so good, too, because we see the love. We are God's beloved. We are God's beloved. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a what? A love gift from our wonderful, beloved heavenly Father for us, the Father of our Lord Jesus, all because he sees us wrapped into Christ. He sees us wrapped into Christ. This is why we celebrate him with all of our hearts. And in love, and in love, he chose us. He chose us before he laid the foundation of the universe because of what? His great love. He ordained us. He ordained us so that what? So that what? We would be seen as holy in his eyes with, an, uh, with unstained innocence. For he was always, for it was always in his perfect plan to adopt us as his delightful children through our union with Jesus, the anointed one. Here's another so that. So that what? His tremendous love that cascades over us would glorify his grace for the same love he has. Look at this. For the same love that he has for the beloved Jesus, he has for us. Let's make sure we get this. That so that his tremendous love that cascades over us would glorify his grace for the same love he has for the beloved Jesus, that same love he has for Jesus, he has for us. And this unfolding plan brings great pleasure. Since we're now joined to Christ, in Christ, joined to him, we have been given the treasures of redemption by his blood and the total cancellation, totally deleted, all because of the castating riches of his grace. His superabundant grace is already powerfully working in us, releasing all forms of wisdom and practical understanding. Wow, that's a lot. And, and I just suggest one of the things that, that, that those listening and watching is pull these scriptures out. Look at different versions. Allow the Holy Spirit to reveal the truth. Ask questions. Ask questions, and you'll see the Holy Spirit answering uh, these questions. This superabundant grace is already powerfully working in us, releasing all forms of wisdom and practical understanding. And what we see in Colossians 3, this is one of the verses we've just kind of made as a staple uh, towards the teaching, because this, is, this identifies, again, I am God's beloved in his glory now because this is talking about the glory. So Christ's resurrection, and again, is my resurrection too, is your resurrection too. This is personalized. This is why I yearn for all that is from above, for that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority. So Christ's resurrection is our resurrection, is my resurrection, is your resurrection too. This is why we yearn for all that is from above. That's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and throne. And we're seated with him. We've ascended into heaven with him now. We're bilocational. Yes, yes. So I feast on all the treasures of the heavenly word realm, the word linguistic heavenly realm and fill my thoughts with heavenly realities, not with the distractions of the natural realm. 
Yes, I feast on all the treasures. And again, we've defined treasures as just monetary treasures. All the, he the heavenly truth. We're seeking the truth of our redemption, of who we really are, our identity of being in Christ, been, being made saints, washed clean, and fill our thoughts, not with the noise of the world coming out of the world. We're here to be ambassadors, redeemed, to, to be the manifestation of sons here on earth, to re bring redemption to that noise. We're speaking now the heavenly words that are coming from, from the Holy Spirit speaking and the word of God speaking through us with heavenly realm. Don't fill ourselves with heavenly and not fill our, ourselves with the heavenly realm and not with the distractions and the noise of the natural realm. And here's strong, my, our crucifixion with Christ has severed, to, has severed the tie to this life. And now our true life is hidden away in God, in Christ Jesus. And this is the verse that I think just ties so much of what we've been speaking uh, about to, together. And as Christ himself, as Christ himself has seen for who he really is, who I really am, who you really are, will also be revealed. For we are, I am now, one with him in his glory. This is a now scripture. This is Colossians 3, verses 1 through 4 in the Passions translation. So as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, and that's seeing with the revelation eyes. Uh, in, in the revelation, is to start revealing the invisible being visible as he really is, who I really am, who we really are, will also be real. For we are one now with him in his glory. This is not in the sweet by and by. So we are God's beloved sons and daughters. And what we see in Galatians 4, verses 4 through 6, for when the proper time had fully come, and when is that proper time? <laughs> when the proper time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born subject to the regulations of the law, to purchase the freedom of. And again, the proper time is for us to be revealed as to what the proper time was. And it has happened. It has happened. To, he came to purchase the freedom of, to ransom the redeemed, to atone for those who are subject to the law that they might be adopted and have sonship conferred upon us and be recognized as God's sons, the beloved sons and daughters. Let me just make sure we get this. He came to purchase the freedom to ransom, to redeem, to atone for those who are subject to the law, the law of sin and death, that we might be adopted, become those sons, and have sonship conferred upon us and be recognized, how? As the beloved of God's sons and daughters. And I like this here. Is, and because we really are, you really are his sons, his beloved sons. God has sent the Holy Spirit of his son into our hearts crying, Daddy, Abba, Father, beloved, beloved, Father. We're loved and receiving that love. And in Ephesians 5, uh, verse one in the Amplified Classic there. Therefore become, here we are, this is part, therefore become imitators of God. Copy him and follow his example as well-beloved children. Imitate their father. We imitate our father, our heavenly father, the father that loves us. We're his beloved sons and daughters. We want to imitate our father. And so what we see here is we have the seamless union. We're in the seamless union of beloved sons and daughters. See, and on that day, when that time comes, and this is Jesus speaking now, on that day in John 14, 20, on that day, when the time comes, you'll know for yourselves that I am in the Father, and you're in me, and I am you. And that's that total Godhead that we talked about in the, in, in the last podcast. The Godhead is inside of us. We're in the God. We're a part of the Godhead. On that day, when the time comes and that revelation has happened, you will know for yourselves that I, Jesus, is in the Father, 
and you, you and I listening here are in me because he's in the Father and I am in you because we have the Holy Spirit also in us. And at no time will you be orphaned or abandoned by me. I come to abide face to face with you. And yet a little while the world will no longer see me because he's ready to leave, but I will be tangibly visible to you in the very life we share together. And in that day, in that day, you'll know we are in seamless union with one another. I am in the Father, you're in me, and I am in you. And this is John 14, 18 through 20 in the, in the uh, mirror translation. And then what we see here in Colossians 2, verses 7 through 9 in the mirror translation in the verse 10 will be in, uh, will be in the Amplified translation. This, this is important that we, we see this, that we, we are just like the roots of a tree. And this is why I like the tree of life. And the tree of life represents love, because that's God is love. And God is truth. We worship in, in spirit and in truth. And he exemplifies the love of God. And the root system of the tree is, 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 is the roots of love. Love is patient, kind, truthful, trust, protects, hopes, and person. That's the God. He's the source of the love that's living inside of us that produces the, the divine love of the fruit that comes out of us, which is the joy and the peace and the patience, the goodness, the faithfulness, the gentleness and the self-control. Because that's the tree of life that has redeemed us through his love that we become that living tree that manifested a life and sons and daughters living here on earth. So just like the roots of a tree draw your sustenance, sustenance and strength from him, like a building rising up out of its foundation, out of the source. Your life makes the full stature of Christ visible. Ooh, let's just make sure we get this. Here. Just like the roots of a tree draw your sustenance and strength from him in Christ, like a building rising up out of its foundation. Your life makes the full stature of Christ visible. Christ's life is visible in us, standing tall in his shoes, firm in your faith posture, the language of gratitude that overflows from your lips, from our lips, reflects the exact impression of what we you were taught. The language of gratitude that overflows from our lips reflects the exact impression of what we were taught. Make sure, make sure that you that you become no one's victim, the fraud victim, through empty philosophical intellectualism and meaningless speculations molded in traditions and repetitions according to mankind's cosmic codes and superstitions and not consistent with Christ. As Christ is seen for who he is, who we really are will also be revealed because we're one with him now in his glory. So in him, verse 9, in him, all the fullness of deity resides in human form. That's Christ, Christ's body. He proves that human life is tailor-made for God, our human life, our beloved Father. We're tailor-made. We're tailor-made for God. And so here we are with verse 10. And you are in him made full and having come to fullness of life. We're in Christ. You too are filled with the Godhead. So we are filled with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and reach the full spiritual stature as he is the head of all rule and authority of every angelic principality and power. And he's given us the authority here on earth. So it's important we understand the fullness of life has come to us, the Godhead, the beloved, the beloved, that God's beloved, we are God's beloved son, and he loves us. So what we see is that I am God's, I am God's beloved son in whom he is well pleased. I am God's beloved son in whom he is well pleased. And this is important. And I love these IMs because they're in the back of the book 
uh, the fraud book. There's like five or six pages of just I am's, and it's important we speak these I am's. And here's another one I am, you are, we are the vehicle God chose to manifest his invisible presence here on earth. I am God's beloved son in whom he is well pleased. So, what we want to do is just speak and speak this. I am God's beloved son in whom he is well pleased. I am God's beloved son in whom he is well pleased. I am God's beloved son in whom he is well pleased. I am God's beloved son in whom he is well pleased. We speak this and you speak it over our lives. We're going to know, we're going to receive that we are and believe that we're God's beloved son. And he is pleased and he is well pleased because he has redeemed us. We've been sanctified. We've been made holy because of what Jesus Christ, what God's beloved son did. We have become many sons to manifest heaven on earth now. Amen and amen. Wow, Glenn, it's it's so powerful. You know, I was thinking as you were talking about the affirmations that are found in the back of the fraud book, because that really is uh, half of the battle is you understanding who God says you are. And that's why those I am's are so important. And so when you get your copy of fraud, what God has to say about tactics of the enemy, not only do you get a great, uh, you know, I call it a bite-sized, 40 bite-sized chapters, for a Bible study program that will really help you seek that identity question. But as Glenn, as we've been talking about these in the in the uh, the various episodes of Kingdom Living, these are all kind of geared towards helping us identify who we are in Christ. I mean, it's so it's so important to get that revelation and to repeat that revelation so that you understand who you are, who God created you to be. You know, Carrie, as you said in the opening, the enemy there is to convince us that we are not. We're just human, but right. no, we are the beloved. We are the beloved. We are God's beloved sons. I like that. You know, we we uh, normally close out with uh, what we call the uh, the uh, kingdom believers uh, legal declarations, and this is really one of it too, right? <laughs> I am God's beloved son in whom he's well pleased, and we yeah. need to not only carry that as something that we talk about and 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 an affirmative statement, but it's something that we really uh, internalize and understand that that's who we are through Christ Jesus. Amen. And see, and, and you just said a key word, internal, internalize. Yes. Because, you know, and again, as we speak this, because we're, ling li we're linguistic, God spoke. And as we speak, we carry heaven's mm -hmm. words out there and they don't return void because we're speaking his truth. And so, you know, I am God's beloved son in whom he is well pleased. He's pleased because of what the son did. And he's pleased that we're receiving uh, that mercy and the grace uh, and understand. The, and that just speaks over our bodies, over our soul. And it's uniting with the spirit that's inside of us, bringing healing to us. Powerful, so powerful. Knowing we're loved. We're loved. And receiving that love. Simple message. But we've got, <laughs> we've got to give it. We've got to understand and receive it. No, absolutely. And in a moment, I'll ask you to pray for everybody within the sound of our voices. And want to thank you uh, for being part of today's edition of the Kingdom Living Podcast with Glenn Reppel. As we talk about, if you're new to the series and this has meaning for you, please like and share this within your own circles. There's so many good resources available for you at thereppelminute.com. You can certainly access all the previous episodes of the Kingdom Living Podcast. You can for sure uh, find Repel Minute there, the daily Monday through Friday biblical inspirational pieces. And you can also learn about the fraud series and everything that's connected there. But the most important thing is if it makes a difference for you, by all means, like and share this and, and let's help spread the good news of the gospel, Glenn. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And we're so thankful for, for each person listening and, and just talking about it. Because all we're doing is we're, we're, we're really 
the word of God. Right. That's what it is. And it's just so powerful because it impacts me also. I just get chills up my spine as, as, as I'm reading here and just so thankful. And God's word is truth. And so let's, uh, these are the believers declarations of our legal rights that we yes. have. I am a special race as a child of God, as a citizen in the kingdom of God, in the body of Christ, in a kingdom of priests. I belong to the family of God. I am beloved. I'm God's beloved son in whom he is well pleased. I can enter into God's presence boldly. No, we're the beloved sons and daughters. I have been recreated in God's image and likeness of that beloved love. I manifest and experience heaven on earth now with righteousness, peace, and joy being revealed through the Holy Spirit. I'm restored, I'm restored, redeemed, and recreated back with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit living in me now. I have the word, I have the word, Jesus, the word of God dwelling in me. I have the crown of righteousness on my head and wear the garment of praise, which is the robe of righteousness. We've been made righteous. I have the legal rights and privileges to use the name of Jesus. And every, every knee will bow to that name, which is cancer, sickness, disease, and pain. Bows to that name. It's been cursed. It's been cast out. It's been defeated. I have the legal I have legal authority as a believer over the principalities and powers and rulers of the kingdom of darkness. Now let's make sure we get this. We, I, we have the authority. It's been given to us through Jesus Christ. I have the legal authority as a believer over the principalities, powers, and rulers of the kingdom. They've been defeated. We have victory. We can speak life. We can command life and they flee. Much like you chase a dog out of your backyard, get out of here. We can curse and, and cast out that cancer to get out of that body now. And I have, through the Holy Spirit living in me, the resurrection power to cast out demons, to lay hands on the sick, and they are healed. That's why it's so important. That's why we always make the believer's uh, declaration available. Uh, so we suggest that you uh, grab a hold of the uh, the link that you see there on your screen and go ahead and print out a copy and keep it near you wherever you are. And then uh, uh, that way, it'll give you these, if you will, these IMs. These are legal rights that are attached to you as a believer. And so, Glenn, with that, let me just ask you to pray out for everybody who's within the sound of our voice today. Yeah, and as I just mentioned before coming on, that I just sense that, that we're going to command cancer. There's somebody out there that's been diagnosed with cancer, but God has a different diagnosis, and he says, you are healed. We command that cancer to get out now. You don't belong in that body. It doesn't belong in heaven. We speak life. We speak life, and we speak death to that cancer. Get out. You're dead. You've been cursed. We speak life over that cancer now. And Father, we thank you. We praise you for the healing, the healing, the pain that's in a shoulder, somebody's joint in their shoulder, and someone's hip that gets out, and, and all organs function, that spinal cords align that's being pinched by discs, that the spinal cords line up. We speak life. We speak life. We speak to those dry bones that they come alive. Those joints are moistened with the, the living waters just flowing through your body now. Your, your spirit, soul, and body are totally being reconnected as one in completeness, and it's finished. It is finished, and you receive your total healing now in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And thank you, Glenn, for uh, another great teaching, beloved. And uh, thank you, viewer, for joining us for today's edition, actually the 103rd uh, edition of the Kingdom Living Podcast. Again, like and share with your friends. And we so look forward to seeing you next time on Kingdom Living Podcast with Glenn Reppel. God bless you. <music>